Next on BYU Sports Nation, tonight we are all Gonzaga. The only reason any of you should maybe want the Zags to lose. BYU cornerbacks coach Gernaro Guilford is in studio to discuss his young but talented group in the secondary. And can he say Diane Lake's new last name? Ah, a great question. Plus, Ultimate Frisbee makes its BYU SN debut and hashtag this, baseball opening day. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live on a Monday, BYU Sports Nation, back to work in Studio B, where we present your day-to-day play-by-play. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere April 3rd, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, it is wonderful to be with you. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with everyone's favorite Lil Slugger, Jerem Jordan. Lil Slugger? Lil Slugger. That'd be my rap name, Uh, but I'm not a rapper like James the Mormon. I'm very excited about uh, opening day. My Mariners playing at Houston tonight. It's the first of 162 compelling and relevant. Okay, I'm not going to act like every game's compelling and relevant, but I'm very excited for it. In a week, I'm going to the Mariners' home opener. I'm stoked. I, can't, I cannot wait. A fantastic Northwest road trip. And keep yes. in mind, the last time Jerem went to the Northwest was when it featured baseball. You witnessed a, was, a, a no-hitter. no-hitter. Yeah. It's that it, karma. It, it was pretty cool. So I've got my glove on uh, just in case a foul ball comes in studio. I'm hoping one doesn't. We've got a lot of equipment in here. But <laughs> it's also ball night or ball day for the BYU Badcats. Another day game. Oregon in town Oregon. for a Oregon, uh, fresh quick off of a one, loss to North Carolina. Yeah, North. a one-off series before uh, they head back to the to the Northwest, where Jerem Jordan will be uh, venturing in a few days. Oregon, I might I might go to an Oregon State baseball game Saturday in Corvallis. Uh, my wife's grandpa pitched for them. They're ranked num- <clears throat> number one in the country. Yeah, some people are like, why are you going to an Oregon State game? Because well, they're ranked number one. And maybe Zach Nyborg will give me some tickets. Well, there you go. <laughs> Nyborg. Nyborg. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I got the reference. It took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when was the last time your team made the playoffs? 15 years ago? 16 years ago? I think ago? I think one. 16 years ago. Yeah. When was the last time they won a playoff series? Was that 95? 95 beat the Yankees, I think. It's been a long road for you, man. Yeah, why? Why? Well, I'm just telling you, I understand your pain because the you Orioles had the AL East. The Baltimore Orioles playing the American League East and had a essentially two-decade layoff from winning a playoff series as well. Now, now they're pretty good again. But well, we'll see about that. It's a oh, new season. Oh, it is a new season, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, okay. I think they'll be good, but it's tough. The Rays, the Rays are already up one nothing in the division. <laughs> beat the Yankees yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> They've only got 161 games left. Yeah, we'll see how long. I think I'll, I'll try and go as long as I can with this mid on. I don't think it'll be the whole day though. Your hand's gonna get super sweaty. I know. Even in baseball, they take it off occasionally. <laughs> on that note, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU spring football wrapped up on Friday. The Cougars. Had 15 glorious spring practices and will now have summer workouts after finals before fall camp opens in late July. Yes, yes. Uh, We we wanted that pause for reflection (laughs) upon spring football. I I think Kalani Satake said... uh, that those practices helped 
BYU get ready for the fall. And that's the point of them, Spencer. I BYU. Think, I think you should talk. Now. I'm going to talk now. I just we we never get a chance to do this, right? I, I think I'm gonna just I'm just gonna talk through my mitt, <laughs> so you can't you can hear me, but you can't see the word. So I'm having a convo with you. Like, listen, let's pitch out and nab this guy at first. Okay. Yeah. yeah good call. Good hey, call. Hey, BYU baseball swept the series with St. Mary's. If you didn't hear about this, this was awesome. Mm-hmm. A six-two win Friday that in, that included was it Thursday or Friday? The inside the park home run. Uh, that was Thursday. That was night. Thursday from Keaton Kr- Kringlin. Then a 14 to 1 win Saturday. Hayden Rogers was amazing. One run allowed in eight innings, and Keaton Kringlin had three home runs Saturday, including this. Out here in the second, no score. Kringlin rips this one deep left field. Left fielder going back, looking up, it's out of here. Keaton Kringlin, his third home run of the year, second of this conference series, and the Cougars up on top. Trey Bien. Wow! A three homer day and a homer on Thursday. We saw him, what, Tuesday getting ready for the Y Awards? Karma manifestation. Oh, absolutely. And somebody tweeted into us about that and said, hey, it's still alive. It's relevant. The BYU Sports Nation karma for King Kringland. It's relevant. King (laughs) Kring, man. Three home run game. Uh, I think he is, uh, yeah, in fact, I know he's the first to do that since Kyle Dean did it last year against Kansas. That's right. Kyle Dean had a three homer game as well. BYU host Oregon today for Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I wonder emotionally if the baseball team will be down based on the men's basketball team's inability to get an offensive rebound at the end of the game. 25th what? ranked BYU softball beat Oregon State 2-1 to one on Saturday. Speaking McKenna Bowl shut down the Beavers' offense with 10 strikeouts. She'll probably, most likely, I think definitely win West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week again. And you'd think Keaton Kringlin would be in the mix on the uh, baseball side too, right? Hey, gymnastics finished 5th at the NCAA Regionals over the weekend. They scored a 195-025, the best score in an NCAA Regional in 12 years. Every routine performed at regionals will return for the Cougars in 2018. That is awesome. Progress. They are, and they're just getting younger. That's the thing. Hits and sticks, baby. Hits and sticks for Guard Young and company. Rise and shouts. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Gonzaga Sports Nation. Okay. Is that what this is today? Our West Coast Conference friends are playing for it all. Yeah! First Go Zags! WCC team in the national championship game since 1956. I remember that team well. Bill Russell, Casey Jones, those guys were ballers. They beat Utah on their way to the title. Did you just look that up right before the show? No, I remember watching <laughs> those games on my uh, rabbit, ear, rabbit ears. Uh, actually, I listened on my uh, radio 61 years ago, the last time a WCC team was in the national championship contest. We need some West Coast bias. Gonzaga needs to win this game for a number of reasons, but maybe you don't want them to win. I can't understand why you would want them oh, not I do. to win. I do. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay, well, let's ask the question, shall we? Do you want Gonzaga to win tonight? Why or why not? Use the hashtag BYUSN. There's the bird! At with Wendover. Can we get rid of that bird now? The, oh, yeah. the correct response is, why would we not want the Zags win? Hashtag go Zags. Hashtag Cougar Nation. Exactly. In, in fact, I just, oh my goodness. I just realized something that I don't think anyone has thought of yet. Oh, no. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I don't know if anyone knew this. BYU is the only team to beat Gonzaga oh, this year. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't think I've heard that a single time over the weekend or anything. No, BYU is the only team to beat Gonzaga. Really? That's our stat of the day? Moral victory! <laughs> That's our stat of the day. Moral victory. That's right. The actual victory came in Spokane, but the fact that BYU is the only team to beat them is the moral victory. So uh, here's the deal. I want Gonzaga to win. I don't have, like, any hatred towards Gonzaga. BYU rents. Gonzaga's the landowner. St. Mary's is the annoying neighbor. <laughs> okay? That's how it works. Okay? If St. Mary's was in that, I'd be like, yeah, I want him to lose. But I want Gonzaga to win. I think that it'd be great if that stat held true. Even if it doesn't, we'll be like, oh, is North Carolina and BYU? Like, what? That's crazy. I think Gonzaga is going to win tonight, too. I think it's a good matchup for the Zags. Okay, let's take a look at some significant and legitimate reasons why all BYU fans should want Gonzaga to win this game. I want all teams from Washington to win today. I want the Mariners, and I want the Zags. Okay. So you want them to go 2-0 and today. Opening day and national championship game day in college basketball. Yes. Fair enough. That means my Mariners won. Fair enough. I, I jokingly said, hey, we need some West Coast bias. I, I'm not so sure that I am joking about that. The West Coast in general needs some credibility. Mm-hmm. It does not happen very often that any team from the West is in the national championship game. I wouldn't call Spokane on the West Coast, but yes, I get what you're saying. Okay, a West Coast state. West-ish. They have a st- Part like of Ohio their state is in the Midwest. That's borders just, just the ocean. It's messed okay, up, right? the, po- yeah. the point is, yeah. teams from the West mm-hmm. aren't often represented in the national championship game. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing to be like very regional about that, right? SEC, SEC. If if what's the uh, West Coast Conference produces a national championship, that would be great. Well, it'd, we heard all awesome. year long they play Sweet. in a truck stop conference. Who have they beat? Wait. They don't deserve it. Wait, hold on. You do a Bill Walton impersonation, and you wouldn't. Say it as Bill Walton. Please, Gonzaga. They don't belong in the national championship. Get a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yes. Okay, I, I get it. BYU would be the only loss. West Coast Conference cred. West cred. I think I think if Gonzaga wins the title, maybe Collins and williams Gossam more likely to go pro. Yeah! Get out of here! Yeah, get out of here! You're get awesome! Yeah, yeah. I get, I Even get, though BYU beat them with those guys. So on Twitter, like everybody... Is saying, yes, please, Gonzaga win. The only people that, uh, hold on. The only people that are saying no are people that need Gonzaga to lose for their brackets. The only BYU fans saying that are those people. So I'm interested to hear someone be like, yeah, I want Gonzaga to lose other than my bracket. They don't I'm play not hearing in the conference that. of champions, Jerome. This isn't the Pac 12. Oh, the Pac 12. By the way, if Gonzaga wins, can we get some West Coast Conference stickers? Yes. Asking for a friend, and you are that friend. By the way, <laughs> by the way, we are framing. We are going to frame are we? these newspapers. If Gonzaga oh, wins the national championship, we will frame the 29 and dope and near-perfect spokesman review yeah. newspaper headline the day after BYU upset Gonzaga and ruined their perfect season. Go, go Zags, man. I want Gonzaga to win tonight. If they don't, it's not the end of the world, right? Going to the national yeah. championship game is amazing. At, like, ask Utah. That's a program definer. 98, they go to the title game. That's tremendous, Listen, right? if you've got something... But it's Utah, so I kind of hate it. If you've got something wagered on this bracket and you have North Carolina winning it, hashtag betting is wrong, I understand why you would want North Carolina to win so you can win your pool, okay? That's more important than wanting guns. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't see really hey, look any, the ball. I got any it. other reason why 
BYU fans would want Gonzaga to lose this game. Maybe unless you're There's a too family, much for them. unless you're a family member of Stillman White, LDS person, uh, when, return missionary when, who plays for North Carolina. When I was mission Ogden, like uh, most people want Gonzaga to win, and I get it. So tell us why or why not you are in one of those two boats. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and go to the Twitter machine. At Kristen1258 tweets in, Yes, although we had a very rough season, I smile ear to ear with pride every time I see that one loss on their season record. Moral victory. They are 37 and BYU. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. And if they beat North Carolina, it's legit, man, for sure. At OK level. Yes, it will contribute to the confidence of the BYU team next year. They were down but came back and beat number one on the road. Hashtag priceless. That is the defining win of the season by far. Maybe one of the top three in the Dave Rose era. At JTracy2511. Every single round, BYU has been mentioned as the only team to beat them. <laughs> it's, all, it's so selfish, right? Mention BYU! <laughs> it's not even a back on Zach. It's like, mention BYU! Good recognition for us. Coming up, we switch out to football. BYU cornerbacks coach Gennaro Guilford will tell us more about spring football. What's next for he and the defensive backs this summer? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. Come on up, bro. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get your gloves ready. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio Conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. One down, one down, one down. It's two down. Do that. Yeah. Well, there's only one right now. We'll get to two. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I just thought of something. Should BYU baseball players, when there's two downs, do like the Shaka? Two down. Oh, that would be nice. Two down. That would be next level, in fact. Just a thought. Man. Just a thought. So smart. We ought to have you uh, talk to Mike Littlewood sometime. Okay. If only we had Jason Shepard in the dugout. Hey, baseball plays Oregon today, speaking of, for Eastern time. It's the Ducks and Cougars. We know who would win that matchup in real life. BYU TV and BYU Radio coming up at four. If it were the actual animals, is no, that what you're saying? Well, that duck could fly away. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't roll him out. Fl- fight or flight. Two part. down. Yeah, two down. Two, two, two down. down. Twitter question today. Do you want Gonzaga to win tonight? Why or why not? National Championship game day for NCAA basketball at Kip Kent tweets in. Yes. So when people say BYU has a one in a million chance to win it all, I can say with greater hope. So you're saying there's a chance. Most quoted line for the hopeless of all time from Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Really, I wish BYU were still playing basketball. At this point? Well, that'd be quite impressive. They'd have to be in the NCAA National Championship. But the next best thing is for Gonzaga to be there and uh, BYU is the only team to beat him, right? That's true. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I have more interest in. If Utah was in it and I wanted them to lose, or this situation with Gonzaga. Like, I'm more invested in that. You know what I'm really invested in, though? Mm-hmm. Is BYU football playing a game in August. Oh, my goodness. Countdown to the Vikings. One, four, five. Yeah, I'm still not in with you on that. I'm sorry. Whatever. You're lost, man. (laughs) You're lost, man. 145 days away from BYU football against the Portland State Vikings in late August. Hey, two down, two down. (laughs) Two down. Uh, An actual game is 
just that close, Jerem. Yeah, it's not. So we'll have baseball to carry us. To help us speed up that timeline, we bring in the cornerbacks coach of BYU football, Gennaro Guilford. Gennaro, it's good to have you back in Studio B. Congratulations on surviving spring football. What what are you doing with your time now, man? I'm just hanging with the family. That's really it. Just taking some time off for about a week, week or two. Then I got to hit the recruiting trail. So, so there's not a lot of time to kind of relax. I mean, you get a week or two here and there, right? Yeah, here and there. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Coach Kalani does a great job of giving us time off and time, time with the family, time to relax. So um, we kind of have a lot of time every day because he does, he does a great job of that. That's awesome. Uh, and I know you can't tell us the players, but could you tell us the states that you might be going to or cities? Um, I'll be going to California for sure. Uh, not California, uh, maybe Washington, um, maybe, maybe Florida. We'll see. Mm. Um, just kind of branch around a little bit. Okay. I don't want to let out too many of the secrets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. We know okay. there's some stipulation too. Do you like traveling when it comes to that in short amounts of time? Like, What, what, is, what is the recruiting trail like for you? Um, it's busy. It's hectic. It's, it's tiring, to be, to be honest with you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all worth it, especially if you get the guys that you really, really want. So um, that's what we're kind of focusing on, you know, guys guys that want to be here and guys that we want. So just just trying to find the perfect match. Spring ball's uh, finished, 15 practices in the book. So how was spring ball for your quarterbacks? I mean, it was great. You know, um, you know we have a ton of young guys. So um, it was, it was a, a good chance for them to get plenty of reps. You know, just repetition after repetition. Um, they're still learning, and you know they did a good job of um, just just being fundamentally sound and learning the scheme and trying to master the scheme and things like that. So, did any of your cornerbacks surprise you with uh, how they've come along, or or kind of make you say, "Wow, they've uh, they've shown some great progress"? You know, honestly, all of them did. You know, from from top to bottom. You know, just. Um, they they picked up better than they left off last year. Put like that. That's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was I was surprised of I was surprised from from day one. You know, surprised from day one just the intensity intensity that that they brought every single day. Um, just the learning curve that all all the young guys got. I'm talking about from number from number ten coming on up. You know, um, guys like Caden Dorch. I mean, starting from the bottom. You know. Yeah. Um, he 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 made a lot of plays that just surprised me and kind of it kind of made me proud. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, that's my guy. You know, yeah. um, so, so just seeing all those guys just make plenty of plays, man, top to bottom, and you know, of course, um, start from the top. You know, Troy and Dine and uh, Chris Wilcox and uh, Mike Shelton and Isaiah Armstrong and um, everybody just made plays to where you kind of opened the eye and said, okay, you're gonna try to make me play you, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have a choice, right? you yeah. know. Yeah. So um, it's, it's definitely a great thing, definitely a great thing. Do you know how to say Diane Lake's new last name? You know, I'm going to need help, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I, 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 tease, I tease him all the time, like, man, okay, it's, it's going to give me a little bit, it's going to take me a little while, you know. So, are, you, are you ready for this? Come on, let's go. Let's Gan Woloku. Gan Woloku. You don't need that. Hey. Quick learner. Need help? Quick learner. The only thing you didn't learn at BYU was how to get down after an interception of the game on life. Other than that, I think you were pretty good. Gan Woloku. You got it, yeah. And, yeah. and it's kind of a cool story. His uncle passed away. Yeah. He wanted to honor him. Um, Spencer loves him because he went to the same high school, Northridge. But, <laughs> Northridge. But it, it, it's a new pronunciation, but he's a guy that really made some plays last year that's going to be a sophomore. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And 
as of right now, my, my top three guys are going to be sophomores. So that's that's mm. a, a, a pleasure, you know, having Don, Troy, and Chris. And um, they all know it's open competition. And, you know, any given Saturday, somebody different to start, you know. So um, it's definitely a good, a good problem to have. Keeps um, intensity high, competition every single day. Um, because they know as far as just like last year, you know, I'm a, who's ever doing best that, that week is, is going gonna, is gonna to start. So, I mean. What did you learn from last spring to this spring? Like if you had to say like the one thing that was the most influential in your coaching, your personal coaching, I guess, arsenal, what, what is it that you picked up over the last year? You know, just um, approaching everybody different, you know. Um, you have to coach everybody differently. If you if you approach every, everybody the same way, you're you're definitely going to miss um, s- spots that you can improve other 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 players. You know, so just getting to know your guys, getting to know what what buttons to push on certain guys, um, how to how to how to improve them. You know, things that they um, listen to and things that can make them better. So just approaching everybody differently. That's so true because people learn in different ways. They don't respond the same way. Absolutely. The same coaching in different situations. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a great takeaway for sure. Michael Davis at Pro Day. Uh-huh. You talk about whoever's playing better gets start. There was a time where Michael Davis didn't start kind of the back half of the season at some point, mm-hmm. which was a good problem, right? You have a senior, you have some leadership there. You mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He ran a four three four at Pro Day. Mm-hmm. Was that because of good coaching? No, nah, that's because he could run. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he could run. You know, you know. Um, yeah, you know, we 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 had our ups and downs. Um, that's my guy. We text all the time. Um, he totally totally gets it, you know. Um, so we kind of text, you know, like coach, you know what what happened? And I'm like, you know, it, it was it was personal issues that um, we're kind of over now. But he totally understands, and I think that's going to make him a, a better a better man and, and a better player um, years to come. You know, I, I wish him the best of luck, and I hope he can play. 10 years in the league, you know, um, but definitely has the frame, um, you know, the speed, the height and everything like that. So he has the tools, um, you know, um, it is it is going to take some work and he definitely knows that. And, and I was just trying to help him just reach that point, you know, so. Defensive back is an interesting position because generally they don't get a ton of credit unless they make some amazing play like an interception, right? But everybody talks about them if they get burned or they let their guy get wide open. So how do you coach that mentality? How do you convince a guy that maybe is struggling with some confidence to be like, hey, it, come out, have a short memory, go out and make another play? How do, you, how do you get them into the correct mindset to play that position successfully? You know what, just every day throughout practice, whether it's individual drills, walkthroughs, one-on-ones, whatever the case may be, I try to get them to win every, every single rep. I'll, I always tell them, no matter what you're doing, you you, all, you always want to win. You know, whether it's like I said, backpedaling and we turning and finding the ball. Like if it, if it's two of you guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be competitive. You know, so we we built that competitive atmosphere from day one, from day one. So once we get to the season, they already know every single play is about winning. You know, it's about being alignment, assignment, technique, and execution and your execution is always always going to be the win you know and all, all my guys know it you know so every single play it's like okay I want to win regardless if, if it's a run play or not if it's a run play the opposite way I'm not gonna let the receiver block me I'm, I'm gonna win that that rep 
just by getting off the block and running to the ball. You know, just small things. And, um, of course, you got to have a, a short-term memory. I tell them that all the time. You know, if you if you allow um, – Let's just say if you get beat for a touchdown, for example, if, you, if you're thinking about that the very next play, how are you going to perform at your best when you're still thinking about the last play? You know, so we so we definitely go for things like that every single day in practice. Um, and my guys are definitely prepared, and they and and they know. Um, I mean, just being a DB, there will be times where we get beat, but um, I just tell them just make sure that we make more plays than we give up. You know. <laughs> And I think a great example of that is against Utah. And it wasn't your cornerbacks per se, but it was the defense mm-hmm. where Kainakua gets kind of a bogus targeting call and Kalani uh, loses, loses his stuff on the side to the refs. Then the next play, the next play, Francis Bernard makes that interception. McChesney is tossed out for a back-to-back <laughs> targeting. But the play was made, like short-term memory, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just... Um, and our guys know, you know, things are going to happen in games, you know, um, whether they're good calls or bad calls. But at the end of the day, it's going to be next man up. And we, we, we expect the same from our – even if, 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 if it's our fifth guy, mm-hmm. we expect the same thing as – Caden Dorch, be ready, one. man. Absolutely. Everybody. Yeah. They know, you know, you got to be ready, you know, so – Absolutely. Cornerbacks coach Gennaro Guilford with us on BYU Sports Nation, hanging out in Studio B, talking spring football. And uh, I like these next three questions that we have. They're kind of uh, rapid fire, if you will. But I'm with you. who's your best cover corner right now? Whew. That's, a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You can say multiple names if you're scared to name just one. Nah, it's not <laughs> I mean, you know what? With, with our top four, they all kind of present something different, you know, honestly. Um, Who are those top four? Right now, Troy, and Troy's football IQ is through the roof. Mm. Like, his football IQ is very, very high. Um, with Dion, Dion can run and he's strong and he's, he's a physical kid. He's a tackler. He's nowhere near afraid to put his face in it, you know, being aggressive as far as press technique. Um, so, see your best tackler then? I, I would have to say that. Yeah, okay. yeah I okay. would. I would. So, there's two. Who are the other two? Um, Shelton is. One of my cat quick guys, just being a shorter guy, but with great feet, great technique, you know, so he can be sticky because he's quick, you know, he's quick, he has good feet. And then, of course, uh, Chris Wilcox, I mean, he can run run with the best of them, you know, and he, he was just so young and raw. Mm-hmm. Um, his first time ever playing corner was against Utah. <laughs> and that's, a, and you know, let's talk about him for a sec because people remember that and they're like, oh, I got burned a couple times, made a good play. And he he had a nice uh, spring scrimmage, had a nice interception mm-hmm. there. You guys have been talking about him. He's not been defined by just that single game. He's had a short-term memory, if you will, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I talk to him a lot because it's it's different when you're new to the position. Like, once you've been playing corner for a while, you already know, okay, I have a, I have a short-term memory. But if you just jump in that corner and all of a sudden you're getting beat, um, your confidence is going to kind of fall, you know. So I have to kind of tell them, like, look, you can name any corner that's ever played the game. They, they've been beat before. They, they might not tell you because that's just that's how we do it, you know. <laughs> no, no, I've never been beat, <laughs> you know. It's just having a short-term memory. So I have to kind of tell them that, kind of reinforce that, you mm-hmm. know. And, and he's, been, he's been playing well, man. He's been playing well. And that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what uh, 
he can do for the next couple of years. Yeah, how many true freshmen have to come in and go up against Utah and West Virginia yeah, and UCLA? Pretty, pretty intense. That's, that's intense for sure. Okay, next rapid-fire question. I love this so much. Which player, and specifically which of your cornerbacks, would you want to date your daughter? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I would probably have to say... See, that's difficult because I'm trying to... <laughs> of course it is. That's no, why we asked it. Okay, no, but, okay, because the ones I want to say might be married, so I can't say them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're married. That's fair. That's fair. You see what I'm saying? What's so the, it's kind of... So what single kind of, corners... Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, no, but you know what? All of my corners are good guys, you that's know? Okay. That's okay. I, I, will, I, will, I will say that. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have any corners that I would look at and say, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my daughter. Open the door and no, okay. not you. Uh uh-uh. uh. The barrel of the rifle is poking yeah. out. You know, no. All of them are honestly are are great guys, though. You know, um, none of them are you know just bad guys where they're doing just crazy stuff. Um, all of them are, are are genuinely good guys, though. That's great, honestly. General, it's great to talk to you. Uh, congratulations again on uh, surviving spring football. Good luck on the recruiting trail and. Man, I can't believe uh, you know we're going to be back here in 145 days can't in, a, wait, in a, an actual football game. Absolutely, oh, can't wait, go. can't wait. Enjoy the time off. Appreciate it. Go to Disneyland. Do something fun. I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitter question today: Back to NCAA basketball. It's championship ball night for Gonzaga. Do you want the Zags to win? Why or why not? More of your tweets on the way. Coming up, we will play hashtag this on BYU Sports Nation. How about Keaton Kringlin's free home run Saturday against St. Mary's? Guilford's a Dodgers fan, by the way. Want to get get a Dodger dog real quick? I'm hungry. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends of Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan. Two down. Two down. I'm serious about this. I'm going to talk to my I know you're serious. I see it in your face. Yeah. We're on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. We just talked to Gennaro Guilford, asked him who his best cover cornerback is, who his best tackler is, and which of his cornerbacks he would want to date his daughter. If any. Just kidding. <laughs> now, that was a fun interview. He's always, he's always fun. He's a Dodgers fan, too. Since his opening day, we asked him that. He's a Dodgers fan. Before well, and I, he's, he's uh, like most of the BYU coaches on the football staff, very real to the situation. Um, not just the you know the generic answers. He he gives uh, some sincere thought and puts in uh, yeah gives us responses that that are real and I like that. He listens and answers the questions. That is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Though yeah, I mean we they, say I mean not everyone does, right? We kind of say that sarcastically, they do, they but they do when they come in here. Yeah, download it's, it's, the podcast. It's not a, a post game interview, and the apps are free too. By the way, you can download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps, and you can watch, listen to all kinds of stuff. It's, it's all free. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines: Spring football wrapped up on Friday. The Cougars had 15 practices and will now hold summer workouts after finals, all before fall camp opens in late July. Kalani Sitake says the team got a lot better just after these 15 spring practices. We got way better. Um, got more comfortable. Our guys, uh, with knowing the scheme already, we were able to uh, focus on technique and fundamentals of football. But we actually had some time to do some new in, um, install, and uh, I think it's going to help us in the fall. BYU getting better. We just learned that from Gennaro Guilford. He said all of his guys surprised him. They came in, and from where I expected them to be, they were all 
a little bit better than I, where I thought they would be. It'd be hilarious if they were like, ah, you know what, we got worse after spring football. It was just, it was bad. <laughs> would it be hilarious? <laughs> they're going to say they got better. Well, no, what I'm saying is like they started better than he expected them to be in the beginning of spring practice. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, baseball swept the series for St. Mary's. They won 6-2 Friday, 14-1 to on Saturday with a Hayden Rogers one run allowed in eight innings pitching performance. Holy shnikes. And Keaton Kringlitz, three homers Saturday, including this. Here in the second, no score. Kringlitz rips this one deep left field. Left fielder going back, looking up. It's out of here. Keaton Kringlitz, his third home run of the year, second of this conference series, and the Cougars up on top. Keaton Kringlin and those muscly arms had three homers. By the way, Kringlin just announced, just moments ago, just announced as the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. To, to the surprise of nobody except for maybe the one person yeah. that didn't know BYU beat Gonzaga in basketball this wait, year. Wait, what? <laughs> BYU won a national championship in football? Are you serious? <laughs> BYU hosts Oregon today, 4 Eastern time, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton on the call just three hours and 24 minutes from now. 25th-ranked softball beat Oregon State 2-1 to one on Saturday. McKenna Bull shut down the Beavers' offense with 10 strikeouts. She'll probably, most likely, in my opinion, definitely win the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. She won, she's already won BYU Sports Nation West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. And gymnastics finished fifth at the NCAA Regionals over the weekend. They scored a 195-025, the Cougars' best score in an NCAA Regional in a dozen years. Every routine performed at Regional, by the way, back next year. Interesting that uh, it's been a dozen years since they did that. It, it's been over a decade since they scored as highly as they did this year in an event against uh, Iowa with a 196.425. So consistent progress for Guard Young and uh, his gymnastics squad. Congratulations. They sports hard. We haven't done this in a long time. What? I can't remember the last time we whipped out the hashtags and played hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. All right, it's time that we get jiggy with it with some of that Twitterness or whatever it is in the inside of us. Mm-hmm. And we use the hashtags. Number one. Number one, hashtag this, BYU spring football. I go hashtag it's raining optimism. Like you said, uh, the coaching staff, the players, they feel like they got better, which is good because this is a new era in BYU football. The leap from year one to two with Kalani Sitake, no Taysom Mill, no Jamal Williams, no Kainakua. This is a big deal. So it's good to hear that spring football went well. Was there a lot of news out of that? No, which I think is kind of good. Hashtag Gonwolaku guacamole. <laughs> Coming to a grocery store near you. No, I say hashtag 145. BYU was 145 days away from an actual game against Portland State. Spring football was successful. No major injuries. That's good. That's, that's is, the number one thing. Which is yeah. always a good thing. And now it's on to the actual games in late August. Cannot wait for the Cougars to begin year number two under Kalani Satake and see what they can pull together. Number two. Hashtag this, Gonzaga versus North Carolina for the national championship tonight. This one's hard because my dad is a Tar Heel. He lives in Asheville. I grew up with liking the Tar Heels when I was younger, and then uh, divorce happens, and then poof, I don't like uh, the Tar Heels anymore or whatever. But hashtag WCC. I want Gonzaga to win because uh, B- that BYU stat would be awesome. Only loss for the Zex. But it'd be cool for the league. Does it matter a ton for the league? I'm not, uh, y- yes, but... It would affect BYU, I think, in a positive way. That'd be great to play in the same league as the national champs. Hashtag BYU beat Gonzaga. Wait, what? Enough said. Like, they are 37 and BYU. They can tie the record for most wins in an NCAA college basketball season if they win tonight with 38. 
BYU would be the crazy. reason that they don't break the record. And and this week, Gonzaga has credited BYU for helping them in this path with that loss. Wow. Yay, moral victory! Number three. <laughs> Actually, it's hashtag go UNC. No. Oh, you're one of those bracket has, guys. He needs it in the bracket. Andrew bracket needs guys. it in his bracket. Absolutely, absolutely. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> two, hey, two down, two down. Number three. Number three. <laughs> Number three. Hashtag this. Keaton Kringlin's three home runs on Saturday versus St. Mary's. I'll see your inside the park homer and raise you a three home run game. That's my hashtag for Keaton Kringlin. Is that within 140 characters? Yes. Who had an incredible week, right? Oh, my goodness. Player of the week in the WCC batted 533. He is in fuego. Hashtag karma king kring. Oh! Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The benefactor of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Because we saw him Tuesday. Trying on a tuxedo. Yeah. And we made fun of his last name. <laughs> At the Wild Awards. To his fiance. Really? Do you want your last name to be Kringlin? Yeah. She's like, uh, did you see what that he did on Saturday? That got a big laugh. I was yeah. like, that's kind of personal. Yeah. Did you, did you want, do you, do you see what I did on Saturday? Yeah. She wants my last name. That was awesome. <laughs> Hashtag karma king kring. Number four. BYU freshman Rhett Rasmussen shoots a 64 and wins the Goodwin. Hashtag superstar in the making. This kid, Rhett Rasmussen, is a freshman and he won the Goodwin, which is at Stanford. You know who else played at Stanford? Oh, one Eldrick Tiger Woods. Mm. I mean, this is amazing. Rhett Rasmussen, four under, uh, won his first collegiate individual tournament. This kid's going to be awesome. You couple him with Patrick Fishburne and that crew, they are good. Hashtag Rhett the Jet. Okay, Zach Blair, PGA Tour man, currently tweeted out the first of many in regard to Rhett Rasmussen shooting a 64. I'm feeling good if I have shot 64 through like 13 or 14 holes. Okay, he did. Oh, yeah. He shot a 64, and he's a freshman. I mean, that is one of the best performances all year, let alone for a freshman. Really, really good. Rhett the Jet, watch out, I'm telling you. Rhett the Jet, it's better than uh, Red Lightning. Twitter question. (laughs) Do you want Gonzaga to win tonight? Why or why not? At social OU2525 says, yes, they are our conference brothers. Brother. Smells like brother. You always want to beat your brother, but you don't want anyone else to beat him. Go Zags. Oh, that's true. Yeah, go Zags. If it was St. Mary's, though, I'm telling you, I, I would want them to lose. They are the annoying neighbor. They are the annoying they are not neighbor. not the brother. That's correct. <laughs> I got my broom. <laughs> that, they're the annoying neighbor that stole your favorite baseball card. Ultimate Frisbee next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerry one down, one down, one down. from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a great day for Major League oh, Baseball yeah, baby. and for NCAA Baseball on BYU it TV. It is a ball day, Spencer. Oregon. Just kidding. Oregon. It is the Oregon the Duck. Or- Oregon versus BYU. Four Eastern time. Coming up this afternoon, three hours and 16 minutes away from Miller Park. You... Gary Scheide and his amazing stories, and Jason Shepard in the dugout on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU baseball will be uplifted with the Conference of Champions today, <laughs> Jerem. It's an RPI boost. <laughs> Who cares about RPI? Our Twitter question today, do you want Gonzaga to win tonight? Why or why not? Yes! At R. Greenhouse says, absolutely, not just because we beat them. We. I love it. We. As in BYU. Yeah, the fans are we. They are a West Coast team who has never won it before. When was the last time a West Coast team won the NCAA well, championship? Arizona, Tucson's about as West Coast as Spokane. 98? 
Well, I think that was it. Ninety-eight. Right? UCLA never won it with Kevin Love. They were ousted, I think, in the Final Four. Yeah, those were Florida. They went up against Florida. I think it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. ninety-five. UCLA won it. Yeah, I went to the Final Four practice in Seattle. There, that's awesome. Yeah, Brian Big Country Reeves broke a backboard. I thought that someone had sent off fireworks. It was in the Kingdom, man. It's been a long time it's since a, long time. a team from yeah. the West ended up being the best. And I'm a poet, apparently. And you didn't even know it. <laughs> Joining us now. In fact, a sport making its official debut on BYU Sports I'm excited for this. Ultimate Frisbee, the head coach of a very talented BYU club team on campus, Bryce Merrill. Bryce, welcome to Studio B, man. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I want you to know, though, we've made a lot of appearances on BYU Leisure Activities Nation, BYU Backyard Barbecue Games (laughs) Nation, Sports Nation. This is the first. We've we've made our way up. Welcome welcome to the next level, Bryce. (laughs) Welcome to the next level. Hey, uh, a lot of people are like, wait, there, there's an ultimate Frisbee team on campus. And not, not just that, but, but you're one of the best in the nation. How, how does that happen? Yeah, it, not quickly. You know, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been about 15 years that we've had a team here on campus now, and we've slowly worked our way there. And uh, luckily for us, a lot of things have gone well. Um, you know, we play in a state where Lone Peak High School is, and they've sent us a bunch of great players, as they do for a lot of BYU like sports. Yeah, team. so yeah. not an original formula, but it's been great to get some great talent here and then have things sort of come together for us where – uh, you know, last season we had a lot of success and finally got that big national ranking. Uh, and then this year we were sort of able to build on that and break into, you know, past top 20 and now uh, number 10 in the nation. So mm-hmm. a lot of things went well for us to get here, but we're excited about it. Very cool. Number one in the Northwest. That's yep. awesome. Speaking of Spokane and Gonzaga in the Northwest. Where do you play? When do you play? Where do you yeah. get players? Yeah, so we typically play um, around the country. It's a tournament format similar to something like baseball where you'll go and you'll play three, four, five games in a single weekend. So this year we were at uh, University of Santa Barbara, uh, University of Washington, uh, University of Texas, and then uh, down in Florida at Southern Florida University. So uh, play all spring, and we just wrapped up our regular season last weekend in Seattle, and then uh, we've got a big game this weekend, a home game against the U that we're pretty excited about, pretty stoked. Uh, always fun to play them, so got that to sort of look at. Look forward to what what uh, day and what time is that and where that is Saturday uh, this Saturday the eighth at eight p.m. Uh, we're actually playing at Provo High School so not quite the full before big BYU demolishes it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so uh, playing there our women's team play the uh, the University of Utah women's team at six and so we sort of get a doubleheader and chance for people to come out and see what frisbee looks like you know a lot of times it's judged by what you see at you know Kiwanis Park or there on the the <laughs> the, 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 the Swicket Quad or something like that but yeah. to come and see some athletes play it uh, definitely lifts the vision of what the sport can be so it's a lot of fun free co- does it cost money? no free free, free. so okay. definitely encourage people to come out and check it out okay if you were to give like the five basic rules or basic fundamentals of ultimate frisbee for somebody that has no idea what's going on and how a play starts and how you score like what what would you say to them in that time frame yeah i think it's easiest to explain in other sports terms so you catch a goal in the end zone uh similar to football uh it moves down the field similar to soccer uh, where you know players are passing, they can't run with the disc, and so they're passing. It's a fluid movement of the game. Yes. Yeah, so it's an exciting sport to see. You know, you see a lot of elements. We run what are called resets on the field, very similar to uh, basketball. Uh, anything you see around the, uh, the perimeter is sort of how we move the disc uh, between our throwers. and then Disc. Yeah, the disc, okay. not the frisbee. Learning so much. Yep. And then uh, you're trying to catch in the end zone. So games are played to 15, uh, so there's a lot of scoring, which makes it exciting to watch and, and sort of get after. No scholarships, your club sport, budget's probably low. So, so how do you find guys that want to play, and is it a lot out of their, their own pockets? 
Yeah, it's it's a nice combination. You know, we have some generous alumni and corporate sponsors that help subsidize some of that. But this is uh, this is a group of athletes that just love the game, and obviously, I don't think they'd turn down scholarships. You know, on principle, but we're working right now on just building the sport and building our team in general, and and getting guys out. So yeah, we we recruit from a lot of other sports guys that you know maybe played football or soccer in high school, and and then they come to BYU and want to play and participate. And this gives them a chance to go and play a collegiate level sport and travel the country. Uh, but maybe not, you know, on the football or basketball squad. How long does it take a guy before he becomes like an expert tosser of the Frisbee in different forms? Of the disc. Of the disc, sorry. Yeah, our throwers or handlers, uh, it it takes a lot of – a lot of time. It's not a normal movement. It's not like it mimics closely a baseball throw or a basketball shot. And so there's definitely a steep learning curve. But we look for the guys that are athletes. You know, uh, you look for people that have good metrics on height and speed, uh, change of direction. And we would rather teach them to throw than to try to teach a non-athlete how to run fast and jump high. And so that's, that's what's worked for us and uh, is a big reason for a lot of the success we've had this year. So last year, you mentioned it was a good year. You kind of took a step forward. You, you weren't allowed well you chose not to play in the national championships because of Sunday play and that's the case again this year right yeah will that, will that change in the future we they don't have to change for you right like the NCA no no we've tried uh, we we submitted a formal pre- uh, petition we've worked with them on some proposals that would allow for it but there's some unique challenges to it with it being a tournament format they're cramming a lot of games into a single weekend and so to just say well play seven on Saturday and zero on Sunday maybe not as easy as moving a single basketball game a day earlier moving us to a particular bracket Mm -hmm. so it takes some work um we're working with them, uh, and we're hopeful uh, that there will be something in the near future, uh, but nothing in the works right now, and that's, that's tough to end at number 10 in the country and not get a chance to go and defend that ranking or to, to go to a national championship uh, that way. Bryce Merrill, the head coach of BYU Ultimate Frisbee with us on BYU Sports Nation. Do you anticipate that at some point um, – the, the growth of this program would force their hand into allowing you to do something like that. I mean, do you see this happening in the near future, or are you just kind of happy to be along for the ride right now? You know, you've seen that with uh, BYU rugby. Uh, you know, things changed, uh, maybe in the shadow of litigation, but things changed when they were perpetually <laughs> number one, right? Yeah. And so we're trying to work our way that direction. It's a lot easier to ignore team number 80 or 250. Uh, even, you know, last year we were on the fringe of qualifying for the national championships. But this year, um, currently sitting at the number one team in the Northwest and uh, really right in the thick of it, uh, we, we want people to feel like there's an asterisk on their national championships mm-hmm. with, without us there. So current number one, uh, University of Massachusetts, we beat them uh, just a few weeks ago. And so, uh, you know, we hope that they remember that, that, you know, if they make it to the national championships and if they hold Mm. their seed, that they'll know that they lost to to BYU and didn't have to do it again, that they got lucky. Do they have scholarship athletes there? A lot of universities do, yeah. You're starting to see that. And so it's exciting that, you know... Ultimate Frisbee, that's legit, Frisbee football, exactly. So uh, trying trying to get the... Get that across the board, and you know, I ho- hopefully BYU will follow suit soon. Hey, UMass, UMass just needs to get some scholarship football players, then they'll be good. <laughs> oh, snap. Hey, we want UMass to win the national championship in Ultimate Frisbee so that yeah. it can be the same scenario as Gonzaga potentially winning this, uh, the basketball championship. This was one of the greatest interviews we've ever had. The, the other in, in this category was when we had the Harry Potter expert on. I love it. Like, <laughs> the people do it. They know it. We finally embraced it. Bryce, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Friday, 8 Eastern, or sorry, 8 Mountain, Provo High, if you want to go watch BYU. Yeah, check out Utah. BYU Utah Ultimate Frisbee. It's the Utes.
Go and support the Cougars. Again, thanks, Bryce. Let's have him, uh, let's have him sign the yeah, flag, Jay. Yes, yes, sign the flag. And give you some BYU Sports hey. Nation karma for yeah, that matchup with yeah. Utah. I can't open the lid with my mitt. <laughs> no, Bryce, Bryce Merrill, ultimate Frisbee. Right, ultimate Frisbee. Yes. Yeah, I love it. We need a disc here on set, Bryce. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar whip around. There's a lot going on in the weekend, man. Yeah, Mondays are always always a loaded whip. Monday or Monday? Monday. Monday? Monday. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, Jennifer Gilford and Bryce Merrill of Ultimate Frisbee. Hey, did you know that BYU beat Gonzaga in basketball? I hadn't heard that until right now. Uh, great stuff with Gennaro and Bryce. That was fun. Future guest, by the way, Keaton Kringlin, the four-homer man last week. Is BYU went 4-0 in their games. Beat Utah and St. Mary's three times. And then, of course, uh, between the lines with Lauren Frankham. Keaton Kringlin was the WCC Player of the Week, as announced about 20 minutes ago. I say whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Spring Brawl wrapped up on Friday. The Cougars had 15 practices and will now have summer workouts after finals before fall camp in late July. Baseball. The Batcats have won four in a row after Bat-cats. sweeping the series against St. Mary's 6-2 Friday, 14-1 on Saturday, led by Hayden Rogers pitching beauty. And Keaton Kringlin's, of course, three homers. WCC Player of the Week and BYU back to work against Oregon for Eastern Go. today on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball. 25th-ranked BYU beat Oregon State 2-1 on Saturday in Corvallis. McKenna Bull shut down the Beavers' offense with 10 strikeouts. She'll probably win West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week as well. Gymnastics. Cougars finished fifth at the NCAA Regionals over the weekend, scoring a 195-plus. The Cougars' best score in an NCAA Regional in 12 years. Every routine performed at Regionals will return for the Cougars next season. Awesome. Golf. The men's team tied for, can you hear me? Tied eighth at the Goodwin Invitational. Freshman Rhett Rasmussen won the overall event, finishing at four under. Rhett the Jet. Tennis. Men's team lost to Portland but beat Gonzaga over the weekend. And the women's team lost to Gonzaga 4-1 on Saturday. Track and field. BYU competed at five different invitationals this weekend to help the Cougars secure regional qualifying time. Shea Collinsworth made top 10 on the regional list in the 1500. Cougars in the PGA. I'm slapping my mitt. Zach Blair finished 8th overall at 10 under par in the Shell Houston Open over the weekend. Congratulations. Back to you. Cougars overseas. Jonathan Tavernari had 19 points and 4 assists and a win for his international squad yesterday in Italy. Jordan! Jordan! Cougars in the minors. Chicago Cubs center fielder Jacob Hanneman was optioned to AAA Iowa on Friday. boy. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. The Kringlinator. Three homers on Saturday. Baller! Karma King Kring! Twitter question today. Do you want Gonzaga to win tonight? Why or why not? At Joseph underscore Felt with our elite tweet of the day. Yes. Simple. It'll look good for the WCC and give credit to BYU for being the only team to beat them this year. Yeah, baby. Moral victories are plenty. Let's go. 38 and BYU. You can do it, Gonzaga. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Go Mariners. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Micah Mangrum. Not Mangum. Yeah. Mangrum. Two down. I got it. I go. I go. I go. My ball. My ball. Two down. I got it. I got it.